Hey, it's 11.07. Glad to have you with us. Uh, apparently, uh, Citizens United is uh, exposing Josh Hawley and admonishing him as well. I'll tell you why, and I believe they're right in just a few minutes. Uh, in the meantime, uh, there's some things going on here in Columbia of, uh, of note. And uh, so to that end, we brought in... <laughs> The Zimmer Radio News God, Brian Houseworth. <laughs> it's so good to be with you, Gary. How you been, my friend? I'm doing all right. <laughs> it's all What's, good. So uh, we've got our uh, police chief being sworn in today? You know, there's there's really, to me, three, and there's uh, a lot on the agenda. No question about that. 13 pages on the agenda. And if I had to pick them, and I've got a lot on 93.9theeagle.com where I kind of sum it up. But to me, in order, and we can talk about any of them, there's other things you want to talk about, that's fine too. But I would say the police chief being sworn in is the biggest thing that's that's really big. We got some new numbers. I just got them the other day from actually last night from the assistant chief. They're down more than 40 officers. I think the oath of office, um, uh, Gary, to the kind of, for lack of a better term, an interim second ward council person, Rachel Prophet, because she's not going to run for the, the full term. That she'll be, she won't be sworn in. She'll get the oath of office tonight. They'll also talk about downtown parking. And while that won't be an action item, I definitely think it's an issue that will get a lot of interest because they're looking at some changes. Uh, I don't really view that as controversial, um, what they're trying to do, but it will still get a lot of interest, I'm sure. But that's on the pre-council agenda tonight. But by far, to me, the biggest thing is the new chief being sworn in because she is going to be the first female police chief in uh, Columbia history and she is making it very clear recruitment and retention are a top priority and one of her top priorities well i actually feel a bit a bit uh, guilty about this mm. i like jill schluti mm. and i do think she was the best qualified uh so in that respect it's good that she got the job but at the same time i feel badly because she is going to be up to her neck in bureaucracy and nonsense and crapple um what a horrible what a horrible job it's you know it's different era it really is and um you know she started in 2005 and you're right about the paperwork there's a ton of that and while there's staff to help her with that it takes a lot of time and then you've got the you can't, you know the internal issue gary is i ch- check with jeremiah hunter last night and i'm just going to i'm going to repeat these numbers again for our, for our listeners cuz i want people to think about this Columbia police are currently more than 40 officers short. Gary, I mean, you that that resonates with you. I know it does with our listeners. That is a that's a large number of officers they're down. So that you know, she wants a recruitment and retention plan in the in the first 90 days. She takes over today. Obviously, she'll be sworn in tonight. Um, so within three months, and then she you know she's also talking about recruitment and retention, answering 911 calls. And those are just bread and butter. I hate to call them, but that's what they are. Bread and butter other issues to have people answering the phones and everything else and then to find um and she wants to find more women female officers more minority officers basically wants to reflect the community but also 
trying to, you know, because they're she was the assistant chief, so they're going to have some promotions. There's other stuff to do as well, and then inevitably issues will come before the council um, that involve the police. There are some activists in town that did not want her to be, not necessarily her, but didn't want anybody from the inside to be um, the next chief, but DeCarlin Seawood made it very clear. He was interested in continuity, and he told me on the record she's going to do a great job. He has no regrets. He, he's very excited, and, um, and and we'll see what happens. But uh, the activists wanted DeCarlin Seawood to go with someone from outside Columbia. He believes she is the best person for the job. Made that very clear. Well, I don't disagree with him. I think that she is. Uh, being that short, you know, uh, on the gun show, uh, mm-hmm. we oft, uh, oftentimes say, when seconds count, police are minutes away. Yeah. Uh, but when you're down by the minimum of 40, uh, you know, if the, if the maximum is what we've got plus 40, uh, and, and, and we're this far down, it's, it's really hard to believe that, that uh, the police can do the job they're doing as it is. It's a great point. And I, I don't disagree with you, um, Gary. I, and I'm going from memory from the press conference I attended with uh, Chief Schluty or Chief Tuby Schluty back on November 15th. I believe she said they were at 63% staffing level. And forgive me, I don't have the number of ideally how many officers they would have. But it's it's more than 40 short is what Jeremiah told me. I don't have an exact number. That's what he told me last night. But, you know, when we have, let's just say... Uh, I'm going to use a couple examples. The Dove Drive shooting. Guy gets shot in broad daylight in the head. Apparently, guys hanging out cars. One guy hanging out of a sunroof, shooting a guy in the head. And then they crash the car and, and, you know, we're trying to flag down people. You're talking about, just think about that. That was in the middle of the day, which which they have their the most amount of staff in. Uh, something like that. Um, and I'm trying to, th- I, that would be the best case example. Can you imagine the manpower and female officers as well to, to respond to that? You had multiple scenes, um, and it turns out seven or eight suspects. They're still looking for three of them. They've caught several. Um, but I mean, they, that takes a lot. And if there's another accident, or let's just say there's something else in another part of town, it does make it difficult. But I can tell you that, um, you know, my sense is that the officers, and I don't know this for sure, but my sense is the officers are, um, they're doing the best they can. I've really not heard any grumbling. The, I, yeah, I have but heard. They're, they're the, just, they're the, just stretched beyond. They're, they're, that's exactly and, right. And the CPOAs, they, they don't like this idea of being defunded. And, and, and the CPOA is really called for the council to make this a priority. And Gary, I will tell you, I've heard from other listeners, uh, at least a couple of them, they they basically said they think the, the mayor should be focused on these type of issues and not worried about climate change and going to Dubai. I have heard that from some of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I sure don't disagree with that. Uh, have you heard anything about uh, changes in our recycling in Colombia? You know, I have not. Uh, I know that uh, there's a tunnel on the agenda, and I went through it as best I could last night. Um, don't believe it's anything that's an action item tonight, to the best of my knowledge. They are. That's another issue that deals with with uh, you know staffing and ma- and manpower like that. So that that I have not heard of anything like that. 
the roll carts are scheduled to be unveiled, if you will, and and go out pretty soon. <laughs> I believe it's in in March, um, and uh, and that is something Rachel Prophet, who 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 advocated for roll carts, she was with the Citizens for Roll Carts, also Highland Park Neighborhood Association. She has said that it needs to be tweaked a little bit, so they're gonna. They're, I'm sure they're gonna work on that. That'll be something that she. Um, you know, and she's she's made it clear she's going to listen to all sides and everything. But at this point, it's, it's been approved, so the question is getting it rolled out. But, no, I've not heard anything about recycling. Um, she's going to be sworn in tonight. Um, and just a real quick comment, Gary, about this, this parking issue. It's at the pre-council meeting, and I made that very clear, and I think of my story. It's up on the top right-hand corner. It says, Oath of Office tonight for Second Ward Council Person. Council to discuss downtown parking as well. But I am intrigued by this. Very quickly, there are, it's a 12-page report, I linked to it, but in a nutshell, the Reader's Digest version of this is that there are six meter zones in downtown. They range from 10 hours to 24 minutes. I didn't realize there's still a 24 minutes, but apparently there is. It's down at the old Century Link building, just in that area. And they talk about confusion and everything else. So what the city is proposing is reducing the number instead of six meter zones to four. It would be 10 hour, three hour, one hour, 15 minute um, curbside metered services. And that is going to be discussed. I'm sure people will have questions about that. But to be clear, it's in the pre-council meeting could be introduced at the next meeting and then come up for vote in January, but no vote until January at the earliest. But um, if, if you're aware of anything on recycling, feel free to tell. I just I'm, I'm not aware of anything right now other than like every other department. They have staffing issues down there um, at sanitation and, and recycling as well. All right. Well, I do know that uh, we've got a consultant who will hear this part of the program about uh, roll carts again yeah. and he'll go out of his mind. <laughs> Yes, it's been on a yeah. it's been a topic for the last ten years. It may be more than that, and I I'm aware of the consultant and evil evil. He just is so, so shocked that this issue um, comes it's, up. In in it's been real divisive over the years. Not as much now, but what appears to have happened is that the well, the city's approved, uh, but they don't have uh, an or they need to come up with an ordinance on where they can place the the, the trash cans. Well, I just I think the. Uh, the roll carts are a great idea. All right, I got to run. I sure appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the news god of Zimmer Radio, <laughs> Brian Houseworth. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, my friend. Gary, have a great rest of your show. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break, uh, and then we'll come back. We'll grab some phone calls. Uh, we've got a couple of interesting stories here that uh, I want to uh, talk about, including Josh Hawley. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1121. Glad to have you with us. Josh Hawley in the hot seat and deservedly so. Um, he has introduced a piece of legislation called the Ending Corporate Influence on Elections Act of 2023. And what he is trying to do, frankly, is write a piece of legislation that will reverse what the Supreme Court uh, has already said was unconstitutional. It, 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 the McCain-Feingold was written. Uh, there was a group that made a movie. It was called Citizens United. They made a movie called Hillary the Movie. And they were prohibited from running ads for the movie. Uh, they were shut down by the federal government because of McCain-Feingold. And the argument the Supreme Court heard was freedom of speech, whether you're a corporation, an individual, doesn't matter. 
you have the right to freedom of speech. Well, Josh Hawley wants to reverse that. And the Washington, uh, the Washington Times has a piece on this. And literally they're calling him the John McCain of the Senate. The headline, Meet Josh Hawley, the Senate's new John McCain. Uh, David Bossy is, uh, is the author of this. I've known Dave uh, for a long time. And he exposes really the, uh, w- what Josh Hawley is. Uh, I know Josh Hawley. Uh, he used to come on the program pretty regularly. Uh, I didn't think he was right uh, to be the attorney general, and I don't think he's a particularly good senator. He does from time to time do the right thing. But he very often goes after free speech because he doesn't like what he hears. And that's just antithetical to the Constitution. Freedom of speech is important. It's as important as the Second Amendment. They work hand in hand. They take away your freedom of speech. The Second Amendment says that's a tyrannical government. We're going after it. And Josh Hawley doesn't get it. I wish somebody would primary against him. At some point, I'd like to see him. He is the darling of the Republicans. He's a Trump supporter, and so nobody goes after him. But I'm telling you, this guy, and he taught constitutional law. He taught here at the university. He knows better. He's just doing what I think is is designed to you know, get support from the, uh, from the right. Instead of doing what's right, he's fishing for support from the right. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. Uh, or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there. Uh, Rick is on in Hallsville. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. You know, uh, Josh Hawley, I've never been a fan of his. He's the swamp. Uh, he's... Um, uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's another Barack Obama. There we go. Uh, you know, Chuck Basie, uh, you've covered so much territory. Chuck Basie on your gun show admitted months ago that we have lost America. And you were talking about what happens after the 2024 election. You know, Fox News several years ago moved far left. They lost everything. Well, now I'm seeing that at 93.9 The Eagle with some of your new acquirers. Uh, one of them is the George Soros of Boone County from that curfew radio. Uh, it his second weekend on the air. We are the progressives. We are here. We are the progressives. Um, Scott Farm, you can check with Hannah. The first time he was on, he was the forest left communist that could be. And she got lots of complaints. I'm sure she hasn't forgotten that. Uh, I don't even trust Mr. Ellinger. Uh, uh, The Como Buzz, he worries me since he's teamed up with... uh, um, Wait a minute, Mike Murphy bothers you? I like Mike. But he's teamed up with the George Soros of Boone County. Al Jamon. Uh, big money, deep pockets, talks real nice. Uh, 
but is way, way left. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's frightening to see that now happening to the Eagle. And, yeah, uh, look, the Eagle is, is being, uh, I would argue, more fair and balanced than Fox News. Uh, I mean, they let me well, on the air, and I'm a conservative libertarian. Um, but got, they came on as a conservative, somewhat right-wing station, and so did Fox News. The station has been pretty honest, uh, and I came on as a libertarian right from the get-go. All right. Well, I just wanted to point out there are some factors in your all's programming that uh, is scaring me. Well, I, I I like our programming. I Randy Tobler, Glenn Beck, like Sean Hannity, Tobler. me. I, I think we've got a great lineup. Rick, i got to run, buddy. Thank you for the call and your concern. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Either one gets you uh, into the studios to chat with yours truly. Uh, Brian is Gen Zer who, who doesn't want to work. Um, does Are we sure this isn't some... Well, we're not sure of uh, any news story that comes across the wire. But isn't it, a, isn't it a, a telling? It's really sad the way that things have changed that uh, you just can't depend on anything that you read anymore to be factual. It's telling that you hear these stories that are so bizarre, and yet they're plausible. There was a time when you'd have heard something like this, and you'd have gone, oh, that's, that's just satire. And it's hard to know the difference now, because the reality is, people are really crazy. I mean, you, you really hear some crazy things. We'll play this for you uh, in a few minutes after the news. But it's a Gen Zer who uh, part of her is dying because she's working. Uh, we'll give you the details. I feel I, her. I feel her pain. Yeah, let me get uh, Pam in on Josh Holly. Pam, welcome. Oh hi, yes. Uh, well, my comment is uh, Josh Holly is one of the most honest, hardworking senators we've ever had. He is for free speech. No, he's not. Uh, I, well, he is. And no, I don't he's think not. He's, well, you're just listening to what you hear in other places. Have you read what the, his entire bill says? Yes, I see what it, what it says. And he has no well, right to infringe on the people's right, no matter who the corporation is. Well, to, to accuse him of being against free speech is just wrong. He well, is no, not. it isn't just wrong. He is against well, free speech. He, he is he's not also, against. He's gone after, yes, he is. He's gone well, after Facebook and Twitter trying to regulate their speech. And don't get me wrong, Pam, I think what Facebook and Twitter has done in terms of censoring people is entirely uh, immoral. But it's not illegal. It's not for Josh Hawley or the, or the Senate to deal with. It's well, that's for, why we're going down the road we're going down, because... Uh, pornography and everything else is free speech, and now you see what kind of mess uh, it's in. When it is harming society as a whole, it is not; it is, should not be allowed. Especially some of the things they're doing uh, to these children. You so well, look. I, I, I'm opposed. Free I'm, speech. Pa it's Pam, all free speech. Pam, I'm opposed. I'm opposed to. Uh, giving children all this nonsense about sex it just it is just it, it's immoral and i think you're right it leads to human degradation 
But you tell me what part of the Constitution says that the federal government can tell a private company what you can and cannot post. Well, that is not what this is all about with uh, what Josh Hawley is trying to do. That is not that is not what the entire uh, bill that he's trying to pass. All right, I got five seconds. I got to run. Pam, it is. He is, in fact, trying to regulate free speech. I got to run, Pam. I'm sorry we disagree. I'm glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1135. I I want to clear this up for listeners who who think somehow that I'm picking on Josh Hawley because uh, I don't know why. Uh, I'm just telling you, he is, in fact, in favor of restricting freedom of speech. Now, the Wall Street Journal had a piece exposing this. The Washington Times has an op-ed exposing this today. But, and that's just, those are conservatives, I will admit. But what do the left have to say? What, what do they have to say about Josh Hawley's legislation? Here is the headline from Slate magazine. The key to saving our atrocious campaign finance laws might be Josh Hawley. Late last month, Republican Josh Hawley introduced a bill that signals that a critical break may be coming in the fever of campaign finance jurisprudence. The Ending Corporate Influence on Elections Act of 2023 uh, to limit political spending by publicly traded corporations in America. The bill has exactly zero chance of becoming law, yet the constitutional premise Hawley has embraced could change campaign finance laws fundamentally. He is motivated, he says, by the theory of constitutional interpretation named originalism. In short, Slate Magazine, a far uh, left-leaning website, likes his bill. I, I don't care how you phrase it, I don't care how you twist it, and I don't disagree with, here's the interesting, I don't disagree with his motives. His motive is to stop the nonsense from the left being published all over the place. I'd like to see that happen too. But he wants to write a law to stop it. I want to influence people with the truth. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't care how you twist it. This would be a violation of the Constitution. I don't like what, the, what Disney is doing. I don't like what all these major corporations going woke are doing. They have a right to be wrong. My job is to spread the truth. My job is to tell people that, you know, transgender, transgenderism is a mental illness. That redistribution of wealth is theft. That taxing productivity is destroying the economy. That social programs the socialists have been promoting on the left is literally going to bankrupt us. And that people, I mean, this is, these are truths. But arguing that, uh, that people don't have the right to say what they want because you don't agree with what they say, 
That's a violation of your First Amendment. Dave, good morning. Hey, Gary, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I call in frequently, and a couple callers ago, the guy was upset because you didn't fall into line with his ideal of how your station or you should be. But he couldn't cite specific examples. And people need to be listening to the issue and the substance, not about what they think people should be, red, blue, conservative, liberal, whatever. I'm with you on that. Keep ruffling people's feathers and stirring the pot, because that's where good ideas rise to the top. Thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. Dave, You're take welcome. care. All right. Take care, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So nice when my brother Dave calls, you know. <laughs> he is not my brother. I don't know him. Honest to God, I don't. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Brian, would you like to not have to go to work every day? Oh, absolutely, yes. I was would just thinking you, how many hours I put in, you know. Would you like to have, like, 40 hours? Because you and I both put in <laughs> way over 40. 40 hours. Oh, please, give it to me, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to play this audio of this yeah, hardworking young lady with the red hair or the pink hair? Not doing nine to five. I know this is going to sound spoiled. I know this is going to sound like some artsy creative who, you know, just doesn't want to put in the hard work and hours. But I physically do not think I can do it. I start to cry if I have more than like three non-creative tasks to do in a day. And imagining doing eight hours a day of something that I don't really love for the rest of my life. So, there's no other option. This has to work. This is going to sound even more artsy and arrogant, but I heard this quote in a show once, and it said, people like us can't live normal lives. If we try, it kills us. And honestly, I am throwing myself into that category, because I think I will simply die. So, if you want to listen to my music and help be, you know, one step in the process of me not literally dying, please stream it. I love you guys. Wow. Did you stream it? I didn't yet, no. Oh, uh -huh. but you're going to send her a check. Y yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Couldn't, it just, it, uh, one more hour of not doing something she likes. Boy, I feel sorry for her, Brian. I feel so I sorry. I do, too, for her. yeah. It's terrible. Uh, Having to work eight hours a day, I mean, that's just... I don't know what these employers are thinking. Hey, you remember when you uh, went down to uh, Houston and uh, started working in the oil fields? Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to do that, right? Uh, kind of, but not really. <laughs> uh, not really? Well, I mean, the thought of the, uh, the money was good, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, when I managed an Earl Shab, uh, Earl Shab paint store... Yeah. I didn't really want to do that. No? no? I mean, that would be my dream job, Earl Scheib. I mean, as opposed <laughs> to what I'm doing now. <laughs> uh, uh, how spoiled can you get? Just, you do what you have to do. See, that's the problem. I think somehow we've lost that ethic of you do what you have to do in order to survive. As long as it's legal, you do what you have to do. I've done all kinds of things that I didn't want to do, but it made a living, and so I did it. And to hear somebody go, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to work every day. Well, find something that you like to do that somebody will pay you for.
That's how you do it. If you find, if you're happy doing something f for a living, what's the old quote? You, you never work a day in your life then if you enjoy doing what you're doing. Uh, but <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to work 40 hour work. I can't stand that. I can't tolerate that. Oh, life would be hell. Yeah. Go get a job. Go find something that will pay. I am going to uh, change directions here in its entirety. I'm going to uh, flip over, uh, make a left-hand turn here. Well, maybe a right-hand turn. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Derek Chauvin was stabbed 22 times. Uh, a, a, I guess by a former FBI uh, informant. That's the story I'm reading here. And a Mexican mafia member. Says he did it in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. The guy is, by the way, white. Uh, the more I hear about the Chauvin case, and I wasn't there. I, I tend to not like the idea of second-guessing a jury trial. If I'm there, fine. If it's on TV and I get to watch it in its entirety, I can decide on my own. But the more I learn about uh, Derek, about uh, uh, this uh, Minnesota uh, murder, as they're calling George it. Floyd. Yes, George Floyd. Uh, the more I think there was a, a miscarriage of justice here. I don't know. I, I didn't like the videos that we saw, uh, but there are other videos. In fact, somebody sent me an email that there's a, uh, a movie that he wants me to watch. Uh, I think Jennifer Bukowski saw it last week about the whole incident and what's going on up there. But the more the more I find out about George Floyd, the less the less I like him. At the very least, if George Floyd was in fact murdered, if if uh, Derek Chauvin uh, actually put his knee in a place that uh, stopped him from breathing and that it turned out to be uh, the cause of his death, then Chauvin getting punished is okay. But building statues to George Floyd is ridiculous. I mean, this guy was counterfeiting. He, that's stealing. That, you know, everybody uh, thinks it just as a federal crime. It's stealing. If the guy behind the counter takes a phony $20 bill, he is out 20 bucks. That's theft. That's theft. You don't build statues to the guy. You don't make him a hero. You don't put a halo on him. He was an ass. Holy moly, was he an ass. Uh, these people are crazy. Uh, and... It, the fact that uh, Chauvin is in prison and it would, they were able to stab him 22 times? I think the government has to do a little bit better job protecting him. I'd heard that he was stabbed, Brian, but when I saw 22 times... Yeah, I saw that last week, and I was like, how come this hasn't made the uh, the news headlines? I mean, you, I had to kind of dig deep to get the information. I was like, what? When did this happen? 22 times? It's a miracle he's alive. Uh, on Corporations, Jim, good morning. Hello? Yes, Jim. Yeah. Uh, on Corporations uh, having the right to send money in to support uh, candidates, 
how many corporations were uh, in the United States when they wrote the Constitution? I don't Any know. Idea? I have no idea. What's the relevance of the question? Well, you said that uh, they have a right to uh, send money in. Yes. Uh, and I disagree on the fact that a corporation is not a person. I don't it is care people. What it is people. It's it's not one people. It does. It is people. If, they, if if the people individually want to send it in, yes. No, it but is people. The corporation is people. Without no, people, without people, the corporation doesn't exist. All right, it's people. I'm not arguing that. And but these the people have decided that this is the message they want to send. They have every right to do it. The individual people, absolutely. No, no the corporation represented the people. Person. The people who own the corporation have a right to take their money and give it to anybody they choose. They do not represent every individual in that corporation. Then people who don't agree with it should take their stock out and go buy stock in some other corporation. But if the majority shareholders, the board of directors decide this is where they want to put their money, they have every right to do it. If the majority is not every one of them. It doesn't have to be every one of them. Jim, where the hell did you find that, uh, that argument at? All it has to be no, is the board of directors... Who have been uh, given, it's like Congress. They've been given power. And they're using their power to spend their money. And sometimes in ways I don't like. My option as a stockholder, a shareholder who doesn't like what they're spending their money on, my money on, or the investment uh, uh, on, is to take my money out and go put it somewhere else. And my option or belief is that an individual should have the right to vote and spend his money any way he wants to, and that's just my opinion. Well, I don't disagree with that part of your opinion. I disagree with your part of the, the part of your opinion where you think that corporations don't have those rights because they do. Jim, I got to run. Thank you for the call. Quick break. Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, eleven fifty-three. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Jeff sent me a message. He said there is no difference between regulating money. To stop monopolies in business and regulating monopolies uh, on our politicians. Uh, the problem with that, Jeff, is the premise that we should stop monopolies in business. I disagree. Monopolies in business in a free market occur when somebody is providing a good or a service at such a great price and such a great product that they dominate the market. And the moment, uh, and, and I've explained this before, if, if, if for instance, uh, you dominate the market making widgets, and then you decide you're going to start raising the price. Nobody else can compete with me. I'm the big number one widget maker. I'm just going to raise prices. When you do that, somebody goes, oh, there's a market for me to make widgets, uh, widgets and compete. If you abuse your customer base, you will lose your monopoly. There's no reason for the government to step in. Successful monopolies, uh, corporations that manage to hold on to the lion's share of, um, of their market, do so by constantly improving, constantly reducing costs, constantly working to make their customers happier. That's the only way they can do that. Otherwise, they collapse. They get arrogant, they quit working, 
everything falls apart. Somebody competes with them and beats them at their own game. It always happens. There are tons of, of uh, examples of corporations that didn't innovate, didn't think ahead, didn't work harder and smarter. Uh, look at Sears and Rubbish. Sears and Roebuck was the number one retailer in the world at one time. Where are they at now? You can barely find a Sears store. That's because they, they didn't innovate. Happens with every product. So I'm not opposed to, to a monopoly in the free market. The monopolies that are dangerous, on the other hand, are the monopolies that the government protects. Those monopolies, they don't innovate, they don't deliver better, they don't improve because they don't have to. The government stops them from having competition and they stagnate. And that would be the old phone company before the government got out of, uh, out of the phone protection business. That'd be the post office. Uh, that'd be any government protected monopoly. Those are the dangerous ones. 874-9390-800-529-5572. I don't even know why I gave the phone number out. I'm not sure I can get to the calls that we've got. But I want to tell you that coming up is Glenn Beck. He'll be followed by Sean Hannity. Then Randy Tobler. I mean, we've got talkers that go all through the night. You just can't go wrong. You stay on the station. You wake up tomorrow morning with Wake Up Mid-Missouri and start all over. You get nothing but information and entertainment all day long and all night long too. Uh, let me. There was uh, something else here, Brian. Let me see if I can. Uh, do, how much time do I have before I? Uh, that's going to be cutting it close. <sighs> President Biden is apparently in his next election going to, or this, you know, twenty twenty four election. He is going to try to tell you that he should be elected because, among other things. He's lowered the cost of prescription drugs. This, again, is government in control of a business. The government shouldn't be controlling the cost of prescription drugs. The government should be getting out of the way so that uh, pharmaceutical companies can come up with new products, uh, can test them, and sell them to the public without government in interference. It is the government's involvement that drives up the price of prescription drugs. And if they put a ceiling on how much that a pharmaceutical company can charge, at the same time making the cost of that pharmaceutical very expensive because of their outdated testing at the FDA, then what you will see and what President Biden is running on essentially is this new era where we don't create new pharmaceuticals, new drugs. It's killing the pharmaceutical industry. And it, in turn, will kill Americans. we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.